you do what's that green button even that do? green turns off the i don't know it turns off it makes it to where like uh can you not hear me in your mic no you can't hear me in your mic Oh no i can i can't hear you in your mic oh. so i think it turns you off from oh. like hearing oops that was weird I don't hey, what's know up gang post-production we now. pressed some random buttons yeah again. whatever yeah so if you if i press your green button it'll stop me from hearing you through my headset, and if you press my green button, it'll stop you from hearing uh, me. Okay, your okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Hello, welcome to the second episode of the sixth season of Snacks Packs, where we talk about Our weird. 38th episode. 38th episode. Damn. Isn't that been, crazy? Yeah, that's wild, dude. That's a we've lot. Been, we've been doing this a minute now. Yeah, fucking for real. Um, I probably don't sound as energetic because we started. This day very early. Yeah, you were up in the morning. I was up literally in the a.m. I haven't. I haven't. I go to sleep in the a.m. I haven't so. seen you in the morning in a long time. I know. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. I usually don't wake up till noon. So, well, today. you need to bring some energy because you're today representing a juggalo. I today. know, dude. Fucking whoop whoop. We should have um, put that on the board. Oh shit, we should have, dude. Damn it. Um, yeah, fuck. We fucked up, y'all. Yeah, uh, our bad. We should have. I wonder if I can find a. Uh, here um, I'm getting on Juggalo it right now. Whoop whoop. I wonder if I can find like a sound clip. The Juggalo call. Whoop whoop. Freesound doesn't have anything. Dude, wow. Freesound's really fucking around. Dude, whoop, I'm whoops. like a little pissed off about it. Um. Uh, like, no, I looked up... One of my suggested YouTube videos is Traffic Stop finds $6 million of fentanyl hidden in a spare <laughs> tire. All right. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, um, anyway. We're uh, doing... We're, yeah, we're, we're... Fuck, we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, we're doing fandoms, fanatics, and uh, fetishes. That's what we did, right? Yeah. So we're calling this season? Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we cool, covered cool. furries in the Titanic community. Yeah. Odd. Uh, <laughs> odd. Uh, the internet can do anything. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then today, we are covering um, juggalos and juggalettes as well as bronies. Bronies and bronies. Uh, one of my other suggested videos on YouTube was ICP and Stevo squash their beef. I wasn't not, I was not under the That impression. wasn't in your notes? I didn't know they had beef. I'm going to be I'll honest with you. It. I, yeah, look it up. Um, cause Steve-O went to actual clown school. Um, oh, okay. so Steve-O is a certified clown. I don't know. I don't know if you know that, but he is. Um, I did know that. He yeah. is a certified clown. Yes. That's why he's the most legit on the fucking jackass. Squad. I'm going to save this to watch it though. Cause I want to see what their beef was. Cause I know, uh, Fred Durst and Shaggy Two Dope had, I don't know if they had beef, but Shaggy Two Dope tried to drop kick Fred Durst on stage one time. Tried? Tried, yes. What happened? It didn't go well. I wonder if I can find That's the video really funny. for you. Um, it's funny as fuck because he, like, t- I, think, I think I remember um, tells the story and Shaggy's like, yeah, I was just fucking shit-faced drunk and someone dared me to do it and I was like, I'm going to go do it because apparently them and Fred Durst were, like, friends or something. Um, oh, 
And he, but it's so funny because he doesn't make it. You just the part of the clip I saw was just Shaggy Two Dope horizontal in the air, <laughs> and he just hits the ground. I wonder. I think this is it here. Um, I don't know why he did it. I think he said it was like a dare or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you got to jump yeah. for that part. I know that. But the kick, the he kick just, part. Man, he yeah. sent the kick up high, too. It's so funny. It's so funny. I don't even it know says if he was this in his beef, makeup. This beef with Steve-O and ICP starts back in 2004. Oh, does it really? That's what this video says. I'd have no to watch shit. it. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, no, because I know they That's had thing. mad beef. With, Tell us about They had the mad beef with Eminem, too, for a yeah. long time. Um, they're, they're oh, both fighting too- for dominance of the white male. Well, rap well, culture. Shaggy Two Dope wasn't even on face paint when he tried to kick Fred Durst. What a ballsy move! Um, so, all right, so let's talk about juggalos and juggalettes. I feel like as a rehabilitated juggalo, this is right up my alley. Um, so, if you're unfamiliar with this term, it's where the, the name, fuck have you been? Yeah, for real. It's the name of fans given to. It's the it's the name of fans of the insane clown posse. That's what they call each other. Call them Juggalos, Juggalettes. And that's a rap uh, group. It's it, So, the, we're, yeah, we're going to get there. Okay. The Insane Clown Posse, in, as well as other artists and psychopathic records. So, who are ICP? So, ICP is made up of two individuals. We have Joseph Bruce, known as his stage name, Violent J, and Joseph Utzler, known as his stage name as Shaggy Too Dope. I did not know there were they only were, two people in ICP. Yeah, there's only two. Oh, my yeah, God. There, so, there used to be three well, we'll okay, get to it. Okay, okay. But there's only two people in ICP, yeah. Uh, so where the fuck is my vape, Kyle? I just had... <laughs> there it is. Tom, Matt, and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so they were two dudes who grew up poor in Detroit, Michigan. They were super into wrestling. Um, I remember my first my first uh, introduction to ICP was... I, I had heard some of their music way back in the day on like video games and stuff, but I didn't know who they were. But I remember there was a game called Backyard Wrestling. You could get a Blockbuster. And they were featured in that game. Oh, and I okay. thought they were the coolest fucking people. Oh, they had the face the paint, paint on and yeah. shit like that. And I was like, these dudes are badass. I didn't know they were like a music group at the time because I was like six. Um, but oh, anyways. Like, so this is like 2000. Yeah, this yeah. is a long okay, time wow. ago. Um, actually, what day? Backyard, Backyard Wrestling. Because you could like light people on fire and stuff like that. Sick. Um, so this isn't like the Backyard Baseball whole no, series No, no, no. This is like, this is like. <laughs> I was like, that little kid version of like, the ICP? Uh, so yeah. this came out in 2003. This was the uh, cover of it. Yeah, yeah, no, this was the cover of it. Um, you had Violent J straight on the cover. Oh, damn. Yeah, and they had like barbed wire God, bats and stuff like that. that. What an shows, era, dude. Yeah. Oh, that um, fucking shitty Photoshop. I love that it. is beautiful. I love everything about it. And so, but I really liked them because I was like, oh, look at those cool, that cool ass face paint. Like, they got yeah. a dude with a meat cleaver on the front. Like, I was, my six year old self was all about that. So, mm. so there were two guys who grew up in Detroit. Michigan, they were into wrestling, they loved hip-hop music, so before Insane Clown Posse was born, they had released a single song titled Party at the Top of the Hill under the group name JJ Boys that consisted of Bruce, Utzler, and Utzler's brother, JJ Boys is a terrible name. Yeah, so... So uh, having a difficult home life and shit like that causes Violent J to move in with the homie at River Rogue... Uh, which is a, which was a city near the industrial side of Southwest Detroit. So once he starts, 
Once he moves in with this dude, he starts a gang called Inner City Posse. Okay. Uh, that was, oh, it was okay. made up of him, Shaggy Too Dope, Rudy Hill, which is the guy he moved an in with. An actual gang? An actual gang. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've actually read Violent J's book, Behind the Pain. Oh, they used to do some fucking... You've read a book? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they, they used to do some fucked up shit. Wow. Uh, like, they would, like... He talks about how, like, they would go around and, like find sex workers in the area and like call them up to their car and just hit them in the face with a brick. Oh, like, yeah, they were not good people. Dude, I, I read uh, a couple bios of people in the Wu-Tang yeah. clan and like, I don't know, they just, they did talk about like a rap group, yeah. you know, yeah. but they're talking about when, before they, they'd like drink a bunch of forties, go out in the street, someone they didn't like show up and they would both sides would just shoot at each other That's, a lot yeah, yeah, and then yeah. leave. And I'm like, holy That's essentially fuck. what like ICP and them used to do in Detroit. Like just, they would just, oh, in the they, shit. they would just drive around. Like he talks about how they had like these old ass fucking beater cars that they yeah. would drive around and they would keep like big ass lug nuts and batteries in them so they could throw them at people and bricks and Jesus stuff like that. Just Christ. in the floorboards. Yeah, man. So, um, he makes this gang, Inner City Posse. It's got him, Shaggy Tudo, Rudy Hill. It's got a bunch of other connections he's made while living there. So he actually he actually ends up spending like 90 days in jail. And after that, he's like, uh, I kind of don't want to. Like, he starts um, not, he starts pulling back from the gang life. Um, so he looks, he looks into professional wrestling, though. And he goes and he meets, uh, like, Sabu and a, a bunch of other big, like, they were first-timers. Uh-huh. When he met them, but they became oh, pretty yeah, well known yeah, in the okay. industry. So he starts doing that, and Shaggy Cheeto comes with him to a few of them, and that's how it was. Shaggy meets everybody else, and they all become really good friends. But Violent J gets frustrated with backstage politics in yeah. wrestling, and is like, fuck this, and he's like, I'm going to go look for another career. So around this time, Violent J, Shaggy Cheeto, and Shaggy's brother, John, start performing hip-hop music at local nightclubs um, under the stage names Violent J, Shaggy Too Dope is going by just Too Dope at this point, and Shaggy's brother using the name John Kick Jazz. Uh, That's <laughs> an awful name. John, what are you yeah, doing? Come on, John. Um, so <laughs> they, and their their group, their rap group, is called Inner City Posse. Okay. So they start taking rap a bit more serious. Uh, Violent J hooks them up with a manager who establishes Psychopathic Record Label in 1991. Wow, so this is that long. Yeah, ago. yeah. Oh, man. And so, um, yeah, they were they I were like they were around, that. dude. Yeah. They were like around. And so uh, later that year, they released their full self-produced EP titled "Dog Beats." Um, so ninety one, ninety one. Okay. Yeah. So radio stations are hesitant to play "Dog Beats" though because all of its members were white. Uh, really, honestly, <laughs> early on. John yeah. Kick Jazz leaves the group because he says it's taking up too much of his time. And everyone's Bad like, okay, move. John, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> See so, you, Kick Jazz. <laughs> so Violent J meets local rapper Esham at a local radio station where Esham is being interviewed. He's considered, uh, Violent J at the time considered Esham to be just like a superstar. Everyone knew who he was. He was just the shit. Okay. Uh, so they meet. Violent J praises him. He gives him a copy of Dog Beats. Ishan wishes him well, and that's how the professional and uh, personal relationships start with each other. Oh, this wow. is important because Ishan is considered to be one of the pioneers of not just Detroit rap, but at the horrorcore subgenre oh, as damn, well. Okay. He is like the one who started it all. Oh, okay. Um, damn, out of Detroit? Yeah, I didn't think yeah. I realized that. Yeah. I thought it was Deep South. No, Ishan wow. was fucking... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but he was one yeah, of the people yeah, exactly, who started yeah. acid rap. Um, so... ICP's Dog Beats album didn't produce the returns they were hoping for, so they decide that the gangster rap, quote-unquote, style was the cause of this because most 
MCs or artists at the time had the exact same style, so it was yeah. hard for them to stand out yeah. among them. Um, that's when Violent J suggests they adopt the horrorcore style Ishan was creating at the time, and I have Detroit represent acid rap in the same manner L.A. represents gangster rap. Uh, the group agreed to this, okay. but they didn't want to rip off Ishan Styles exactly because they liked him and they were good for, they were they were friends at this point. Um, so they chose to use like horror theme lyrics to talk about the awful shit they've gone through in life, as well as choosing not to openly rap about Satan, which was something Ishan did pretty. Yeah, frequently. especially because it's dicier. In the yeah, 90s, and, yeah, and and. And honestly, a lot of like ICP's imagery and such like has to do with fucking God and everything. Like, it's it's God weird. Stuff. No, 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 no. It's weird. They are Christians. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's wild. They're like the anti-suicide. Yeah, boys. So, so they have this whole um, dark carnival thing where they have Joker's cards, and Joker's cards represent. It's, it's a whole mythology. Okay. And the ending one, uh, uh, the Wraith uh, on their Shangri La album, in, in the song. <laughs> <laughs> in the Holy song, yeah. Shit. So in the song, I know a lot about this. This right? is amazing. So in the song, "Thy Unveiling," uh, Violent J pretty much comes out and says, um, "The and basically comes out and, ba- and is like, well, the, all the Joker's cards have been turned in. Like everyone knows about our mythology, this, that, and the other. Okay, this is all about God. Uh, he straight up is wow. like, in the, he's like, in the end, it's all been about, been about God. Uh, and, and all the horrorcore dudes are like." Uh, oh <laughs> yeah so okay um so after their style change they needed a new name shaggy suggested that they keep they keep the icp initials uh just so members of the community would know that it's still inner them. city posse wasn't defunct it was still oh, them okay, yeah okay. well yeah it was them right just, just right. so they know it was still them so Violent J then remembers a dream he had of a clown running around Del Rey, and that becomes their inspiration behind the name Insane Clown Posse. And they had a hype man at the time who would uh, put clown paint on, and that's where they got the clown paint stuff. Okay. Uh, and they spent a lot of time um, playing to shitty... There, well, there's one in their book, they have a story about how it's like dead of winter, and they get this show for like a college party. It's supposed to be huge, whatever. And they actually end up going to the wrong venue. They go to like the study hall area and like play for a bunch of kids who are like just like <laughs> just like studying, <laughs> just like trying to put their headphones in. Yeah. Like, Motherfucking yeah. Christ! <laughs> they start popping off the Fago bottle. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so in the library Jay has a dream where spirits in a traveling carnival visit him, and this becomes the basis of the dark carnival mythology detailed in the Joker's Cards series of albums. So the way that goes, you have Carnival of Carnage. I don't know if this is in order. It's been a minute since I've looked all this up. Okay. But you have Carnival of Carnage. Uh, He's like the bringing of the carnival, bringing of the chaos. Uh, You have the Jekyll Brothers, which are the good and the bad in the world. Okay. Uh, You have the Great Malenko, who is like, which Great Malenko is pretty much the album that popped ICP off. I've heard of that one, yeah, yeah. um, He's, I forgot the the story behind him. He's like the, the... Fucking, you know, I don't know, man. He's like a uh, what the hell does he Isn't mean? Isn't that wasn't that a like the actual Malenko, like a wrestler? Uh, wrestler? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there was the ringmaster. He is the ringmaster of the carnival. The great Malenko. The riddle box. Um, they have honestly pretty sick album art. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really sick. Um, their album art is super cool. Like I yeah. don't know who is the. I think it's them who designs it, but it's super super good. Um, 
But so they have, I, like I said, Carnival Carnage, Ringmaster. Carnival of Carnage was 1992. They released that after the Dog Beats album. The Ringmaster was 1994. Riddlebox was 1995. That's one of my favorite albums by them. Riddlebox is such a good fucking album. Uh, so uh, the Great Malenko, it's an illusionist and a necromancer and that acts on dead minds rather than dead spirits. His purpose is to try to track individuals into greed and other lesser sins. He identifies okay. the worst in the it's individual the and creates illusions in an attempt to cause them to become hedonistic and greedy. Okay. Uh, the great Milenko is present within every person, and an honorable individual must fight his magic in order to make it to heaven. <laughs> so, with the riddle box, the riddle box is the is the entity that's used to determine fate. Upon death, the soul enters a dark chamber containing a jack in the box and an old wooden table. The front of the box has wow. a painted question mark faded with time, represented the mystery of your own afterlife. Uh, the cool. ringmaster is the overseer of the carnival of carnage. He leads the phantoms of the dead, quote unquote, to take form of the carnival. Carnival. Uh, and the Carnival Carnage is a representation of the ghetto and the violence that occurs within. It takes in the form of a traveling carnival, which doles out the same brutality on those who have ignored the inner city's cries for help. The cards issue a warning against the upper class and government's negligence toward the lower class community. Um, wow. It's a whole fucking thing, dude. So, and then the fifth Jekyll's uh, the jo the fifth Joker's card. You have the amazing Jekyll's brother, which focuses on the nine circles of hell and the mortality of man who is torn between righteousness and evil. Jack the sinner and Jake the just emerge from the smoke from a candle. The Jekyll brothers juggle pulsating blo uh, blood covered balls, oh representing God. the mortal life of the dead. For every sin committed, another ball is added. Jack throws Jake curves in an attempt to see a ball drop. If a soul witnesses Jake. Drop one of the balls, he will be damned to hell. Souls who see Jake okay. successfully co complete the ascent to heaven. Um, wow. So the sixth Joker's card is the How Wraith. How many are there? There's six in the okay. first deck. Um, what? <laughs> Dude. No, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the sixth Joker's card is the Wraith. It's the personification of death. This card has two exhibits, Shangri-La and Hell's Pit which were given their own album. So we have the Wraith, Shangri-La, reveals that the hidden message of the Insane Clown Posse's music ha was always to follow God and make it into heaven. That's what Shangri-La Okay. And Hell's Pit, uh, toured, uh, Hell's Pit toured where those do not atone for their sins nor follow the ways of Shangri-La or sin, illustrating the horrors of hell itself. It was announced in 2012... At the gathering of the Juggalos, that ICP planned to release a box set of the six original Joker's cards with bonus content Whoa. from each album era. However, the only bonus content released was the Dog Beat Beats EP remastered, which oh, that kind of sucks. Kind of lame. Then they threw out a whole second deck. That's when I started getting into ICP in around 2009 area. Bang Pow Boom. They the did mighty... a... Whoa. So they have Bang Pow okay, Boom. Wait, I'm not going to explain these. Okay, well, thank God. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I want to know: d Does the average ICP fan know all this? Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Like I, I just don't understand, dude. Because I, I was all the music how I well was, laid out. It I is. was like eleven years old, and I so could, it laid I, out clearly. I, I could tell you okay. about every one of these gotcha. Joker's cards. That makes sense without fail. That makes sense. Um, so the second deck has Bang Pow Boom, which was released in two thousand nine. The Mighty Death Pop, which is two thousand twelve. The Amazing Missing Link Lost, and the Amazing Missing Link Found. When did those come? Um, those were released April 28th and July 31st of 2015. Wow, so they don't um, actually release albums as often as I thought no, they did. Uh, this isn't well, Tech so, 9 so, where they're cranking them out every yeah, fucking so year. Yeah, so they do, they, their big albums are like here and there, and then they have like little like EPs, EPs and, and stuff okay, like LPs that. Yeah, whatever, that they'll yeah. shoot out, yeah. Um, and honestly, I still fuck with some of their music, man. Like, 
Homies by ICP is like a, a classic. Like I you, need to listen. If to you some. listen to that, like you have, if you've listened, you've heard. I, you I, have I, to have heard. I homies. don't think I have. Um, I swear to God, you have. What's funny is, um, and it's funny because I listen to more rap than almost anybody we'll listen, I know. We'll listen to after this, but some of their shits what actually it like called? it's so homies. Is a good one. It's a classic. It's one that was on the radio for a while. Everyone knows it. Tilt a Whirl is another really good song of theirs. I like the Tower. Um, as we'll we'll talk about it after. All right. Yeah. No. This um, is good. I'm just gonna get them on my my tab. So um so where did the name Juggalo come from? During a 1994 performance by Insane Clown Posse, the group was performing their song called the Juggla. And Violet okay. J addresses the crowd as Juggalos, and it got a super positive response, and it just they stuck. That's from it. There. It, that was, it was history. Playing so, Juggalos for the Juggalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking losing like, their oh, mind. Oh, <laughs> So what is a Juggalo and or a Juggalette? Okay. So at the very bare bones of it, they're fans of the Insane Clown Posse. Bones of and it. Other, yeah, <laughs> and other groups of psychopathic records, but they consider themselves a very tight-knit community, treating each other like quote-unquote family, and all that stuff. A lot of them come from impoverished areas and from broken homes. Excuse me. And are attracted to the idea of actually having a family and someone they can lean on and someone who to watch their back. A majority of Jug- uh, ICP's fans are white. I don't yep. know why, but it's just like... You know, I was really thinking about how much of their... Area. Est- I was literally going to yeah, say how much of their trash. aesthetic is like kryptonite uh-huh. for the white trash. Because something about like... One, it sounds like some extremely easy to interpret imagery, yeah. and but the combination of like a levity light clown thing with the sinister vibes yeah. is like oh, a favorite aesthetic. Yeah, it's weird. Of white trash and, and the, the Joker. Like, weirdly, it's and, clowns. And it's a light, lot of clown yeah. stuff. And the and the the whole like I'm dark and like yes. I want to punish those. Yeah. Like that is such like someone who feels powerless in their everyday lives. Feels exactly. Powerful listening Plus, to this music. Which I was is even fine. thinking about like how much, uh, if you were gonna make some generalizations, communities of poor families tend to have more broken family dynamics. Yeah, and they and, relate. Yeah, to that. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this then would honestly, appeal to that community. That's how ICP was because they had broken family really dynamics legit. and they grew up very poor. So. Amazing that we're talking about this because remind me to talk about this when we get to my part because mm. that is actually stunning. Yeah, because um, you know, like I said. They chose horrorcore and acid rap to rap about like their broken homes and stuff yeah. like that. So you you relate to it, the you know, and a lot of like it, it, again, you know, they're it's weird how white ICP's fan base is, but like I, I was, mean, they're out of Detroit, uh, Michigan. I, I don't, so I was reading an article from like a like a, a social politics website. And they were like, a lot of ICP's fan base is white, but they were talking about a person of color they interviewed at the Gathering of the Juggalos, and uh, they were like, yeah, it's weird, you know, it's it's cool seeing another person of color that is a Juggalo, but I, you know, when you, t- they were like, when you talk to me about it, I notice it, you see where they were like, but in my everyday life of hanging out with, like, other Juggalos, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't occur to me that I'm, like, the only black person here, huh. um, but he's like, when you point it out, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely noticeable. And I did notice that a little bit too. Like when I was in my juggalo phase, I didn't like notice that there weren't a lot of jugglers of color. And there were a few that yeah. I knew, but there weren't a whole lot. But now that I look at it on the outside looking, I'm like, yeah, there it's it's weird how ICP's music really like hit the impoverished areas. And I would like to think it's because you know, one generation listened to it, so the younger generation started listening. Whereas with, you know, person of color that are more into like really like that like 
hip hop. Like, yeah, sure. Like actual hip hop. Yeah. Which ICP is I mean, it's like if you're coming like, around in the 90s and you've got a poor white family and you got a poor black family. And like we saw this with Eminem, yeah. especially in rap, yeah. the white family's going to listen to the music made by the white person. Yeah, and, it, and it also it can, it can also come from like your fucking growing up, your parents are yeah, racist, exactly. and yeah. they don't want you to listen to black people music. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, hey, mom, these guys are white, and they're like, Done. okay, cool, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Which, and that's literally how Eminem got the pass. Yeah, like, that's oh, why yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. huge. And which is cool about ICP. And is he they, did a lot of the same shit that ICP did, like the spooky. So, so I need to tell yeah, you yeah. about their beef, yeah. how their beef started, because when I was growing up and I knew they had oh, beef. Oh, he's from Detroit. That's yeah, right. so yeah. when I was growing up and I knew they had beef, I didn't know what had happened until I read Violent J's book, and, that, and then he writes about how they started beef. Um, so as I was saying, though, you can usually spot a juggle out of a crowd. They'll be wearing something with a hatchet man on it, which is a, a little guy running forward. He's got a meat cleaver, not a hatchet, but I don't know where the name hatchet man came from. Uh, it doesn't really specify. Like, we kind of can't go back. Yeah, right. yeah, which they didn't. They never intended for him to be their logo. They didn't intend for hatchet man to be their logo. He just was a hit with the crowd. And the symbolism behind him is... He's carrying this meat cleaver and he's running forward at anything life throws at him and he's chopping the obstacles out of his way. <laughs> but very <if> direct. <laughs> yeah, if you're unsure if you're unsure if this person is a juggalo, like they're wearing like an ICP jersey or something, you're like, ah, they might just like the music and not be a juggalo. Just hit them with a whoop whoop, and if they yeah. whoop whoop you back, you're fucking. And they'll do it without like, even realizing yeah. it's happening. Yeah, like, it's whoop, like whoop. A, yeah, it's what? you just have to say it real loud, and they'll like immediate response is to say it back. I used to do it when at the G during shows oh, where there's a lot it. of dirty white people, yeah. I, like that kind of crowd that mm-hmm. I could tell. I would just yell it, and I could always. Dude, get I a love bunch. it. Yeah. I, dude, I love it. Doesn't get old. I, even if I'm not like a juggalo anymore, I'll still hit them with the whoop whoops or the um. So there's chance that you do when you go to these concerts. Uh-huh. I went to my first ICP concert. That's the first concert I ever saw live was Insane Clown Posse. It That's was me, amazing. my cousin, who was also a juggalo, and my older brother went with us because we amazing. were kids. Um, and I just like was kind of timid and stuff like that. Like I didn't, I didn't even paint my face. And then the second insane clown posse show I went to, painted. <laughs> I already the face had my hatchet man yeah. tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't get the I tattoos so I wanted. <laughs> I didn't get the tattoos I wanted as a kid because I would be covered in ICP tattoos. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, but the second ICP concert I went to, I was like leading these fucking chants, dude. So That's the different so chants are, yeah. Uh, you say magic, magic ninjas, what? And then everybody else says magic, magic ninjas. What and then the is ne- it like soccer fast where they're like magic magic ninja what or are they like magic. it's a little no 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 it's no. like middle ground oh, okay. magic magic ninjas what and then the okay, next okay. one is you the person leading the chant yells who's going chicken hunting and then everybody else yells we're going chicken <laughs> we're- hunting and that's a that's a uh, it's to, it basically says we're gonna go hunt rednecks and kill them oh lit uh, yeah that's exactly what chicken hunting means that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, so ICP has always been anti redneck, anti redneck, anti racist. Awesome. Like they have a song called "Fuck Your Rebel Flag" that released yeah. in like the nineties. Oh damn! And who's going chicken hunting slaughterhouse mix? You'll hear that chant in the song, it's and that's so where it comes cool. from. Honestly, dude, it's they're uh, bro. You're turning me on dude, ICP. I'm, I'm gonna go home so, and listen so to ICP. So one now? thing that that brought me back into ICP was a article I read from 
uh, that Violent J had, and it was he was talking to somebody. You know so much about. I this. know all about I, the ICP I'm lore. I'm so glad that we did this. So um, the article basically it was an excerpt from this this interview, and Violent J says uh, in this like you know I listened to some of their music still, but I was like I don't really give a shit about ICP anymore, or whatever. But this started getting me it back into him because I was reading this excerpt, and it basically Violent J says you know he says I think about um, hold on Violent. Jay on gay juggalos. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can Because you mentioned this in the furry one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh, the one we just did. Control F, gay juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in the amount... Of, so, Violent J says, in the amount of gay juggalos out there is really surprising. I think about them doing the research and getting the old records, getting excited about it, and then getting their hearts broken or something, you know? I tell my daughter, quote, for the rest of your life, when your friends ask why your dad said that, say it's because your dad was a fool. Don't defend me. Say I was a fool then, but I'm not now. Oh. There's no excuse. I was going with the flow, and that's the very thing we preach against, being a sheep, and that's what I was doing. Dude. Yeah, honestly, full circle. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely dude. amazing. So I read that wow. and I was like, I was like, God damn, fuck dude. yeah, ICP, ICP. So I um, had no idea. Yeah. So one thing that's big at ICP concerts or with ICP is Fago. Yes, Fago is been a, waiting for you to talk about. Fago it. is a staple in the Juggalo Juggalette community. It's a brand of soda pop that that is local to Detroit, but you can find it yeah everywhere now. Um, and it it was cheap. It was hell. Like yeah. when they had it by my house when I was growing up, you could get a three liter of Fago for two dollars. It's basically yeah. a high fructose corn syrup runoff yeah. slurry that mm-hmm. they sold as Fago, and it glows in the dark. Yeah, it doesn't actually. And it's it it's also uh, like Rock and Rye is a really good Fago flavor. Cotton Candy is really good. Moon Mist is really good too. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> so since it was so cheap, it was the top pick amongst those who grew up with little money. Yeah. It was a staple. Another, another angle on yeah. the, the poor white. Yeah, so it was a staple in Violent J and Shaggy Chew Dope's childhood upbringing. That's why they reference it a lot in their songs. In the early 90s, though, during an ICP concert, Violent J noticed a group of people in one of the rows heckling him and giving him the finger. So that's when he pops open a bottle of Fago and launches it at him, and this received like a super positive response from the crowd. So after that, they began bringing gallons and gallons of Fago to their shows and spraying it all over the crowd. Hey guys, guys, it's it's not like they brought ten to no, three they liters. bring they bring pallets, they bring pallets of Fago to their shows. Pallets. They fill fifty-five gallon drums full of two liters of Fago <laughs> and throw like the last time they were at the Granada, they had to lay carpet down to they, soak some they of it put, up. They put plastic on the projectors. Yeah. In yeah. The ceiling. Yeah. Because yeah. of how much these motherfuckers, they smash them on the ground and they fly around. So, There's um, holes in they, the ceiling of Granada from, from Fago bottles. Yeah. yeah. So they, they opt for the diet root beer flavor. So the venues don't get stuck with a severe ant problem and juggalos and juggalettes are not sticky messes after the smart. Show. So, excuse me. It's funny that you say that. Because I have in my notes, no one is safe. They can really throw them fuckers. Uh, because the first yeah. ICP show I went to, my brother, my older brother was with us, and he was hanging out in the back um, by the bar at the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa. And he's like, he's like hanging out at the back, like like watching everything happen. And he, he, he was like, there's a guy next to me sitting in a wheelchair enjoying the show as well. <laughs> and a fucking Fago <laughs> just gets launched from Equal the stage. Equal rights and lefts, yeah, brother. Yeah. Welcome to the show. A Fago bottle gets launched from the stage <gasps> all the way to the back of the venue and hits this guy in the face. <laughs> 
Uh, but I, do you think he felt how included? Yeah, do you probably think he super did? included. He's super yeah, juggalo. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you think that if you're gonna go to an ICP show and, and you're you gonna be dry, you're, you're gonna be dry. No, they. They make sure everybody don't gets, wear a single fucking thing you care about. There's a YouTube it's like a video. Show. Yeah, it's like a guar show. There's a YouTube video that you can find of Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope showing you how to properly launch yes, Bago yeah. bottles, <laughs> how to like cork them. They're so they, scientists. Yeah, they show you how to cork them so they fly off your finger. They show you which part of your foot to hit them with to either send them far or send them high. It's insane. I bet there's. Almost no one else in the world who's thrown as many two-liter bottles. Honestly, as these there's dudes. not. No, I'm I, like, like they might literally be professionals. So, like they <laughs> have spent. So, ICP has given Fago uh, millions of dollars, millions. So millions of dollars over the years. Like at one point, I'm pretty sure ICP was the reason Fago was still in business. I think I've actually read about some like. But, that. Let me read about. But that. to this day. Fago has refused to even acknowledge ICP because they're a quote-unquote family company, which, like, I get it. They aren't the most family-friendly people, but they've given you so much money. Are you going so, to talk about the FBI? Yes. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. All right. So, um, so Fago talks about they don't endorse anybody. That's why they haven't acknowledged ICP. Oh, okay. Uh, but they do some, like, they made a mistake one time. They posted a, um... Who? Uh... Fago. Fago? They, they posted okay. a uh, a picture of some other celebrity, um, of some other celebrity holding a Fago, oh, and it was like two shit. legends with each other. And then all the juggalos flooded to the comments and were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, lost their mind." Um, so they really they don't they don't post pictures of celebrities anymore. Um, <laughs> They're like, they'll never let us forget the juggalos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so shit hit the fan in 2011 when the FBI decided to classify juggalos as a gang. Uh, and so what's crazy to me was I didn't know they started as a real gang, uh, but now it's yeah. 20 fucking years later, and mm -hmm. they're like famous musicians. They're not a gang. Yeah. And the FBI comes out of the blue, and I remember when this happened. So um, back when – so this happened back when I used to be all yeah. about the juggalo shit, and I remember a report came out on our local news about it, and my parents were like, yeah, no. Stop peeing I, I, I got, I got, all, my, <laughs> I got all my shit, like, taken <laughs> away, dude. Had a stash at our friend's house and shit like that. Um, so they're all, they're still classified as one to this day. Uh, I think the FBI calls them a quote-unquote loosely organized hybrid gang. But they did revoke the official gang yeah, status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not going to talk about it a lot because I think it's fucking bu bullshit. But I, I was wondering if a lot uh, or some of uh, Fago holding back is like, Bro, the FBI. Yeah, is, the, you know, honestly, like that's kind of a weird look for a company to be. That's true. That's very supporting. True. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But still, man, the amount of money I, ICP is giving. And I'm them. like, uh, Fago, do you think you'd lose money yeah. if you double down on that juggalo? Yeah, no chance, yeah, no brother. Chance. You would get even more. And like, Violent J's talking about, it, he's like, I wish they would do like run a Fago line with us or something. But you know, dude, imagine not... like they come up with like three different ICP flavors. Oh my god, yeah, they'd be oh my, Dunsky's. they'd be sell yeah, out, sell all sell over. Out. Yeah. So every year, um, these lovely, lovely specimens get together and they meet at the gathering of the Juggalos. And in my honest opinion, it looks lit as fuck. It does look lit. Uh, so and we uh, know how workaholics had yeah, an episode yeah, yeah, over yeah. This. So yeah. and we know how ICP shows get because the Granada, you know, we've seen them there. They're fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine a th fucking weekend long festival of just that? Like, um, and Violent no. Violent J, <laughs> no, <I cannot. laughs> Violent J describes it as Juggalo Woodstock. Oh my god! So it includes the big smell. ass. Yeah, it includes oh. big ass concerts. There's a whole 
wrestling thing that of goes course. down. Live wrestling leagues. Back. I have wrestling. seen a lot of that tie. Yeah, because they, they're, yeah. they love, I don't. I never knew why they that are, was. They're all yeah. about wrestling. That's so and, cool. And that you know, I think even Violent J and Shaggy Dope had guest appearances in like WWE and stuff and like, like that. If there's anything I learned from like the Foxcatcher. Uh, research was yeah. like the wrestling community is super tight and and cool with each other, and I'm like, man, it, what a we- they seem like a perfect fit, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, wrestling yeah. and ICP, yeah, strangely, and they're fucking go hand in hand. They've been on WWE, they've been on SmackDown and Raw and Fuck stuff like yeah. that. It's crazy, dude. Fuck so yeah. uh, there are carnival rides you can ride. There are autograph signings from artists. There are seminars, sideshow attractions. There's wet t-shirt contests. Of course, anything you could possibly think of. The j- gathering of the jugglers has it. There's also p- drugs. Yeah. Oh, there's drugs. So, so there we go. I have this written down. <laughs> you can partake and purchase whatever tickles your fancy at the Drug Bridge, which is a place. And to cool off from the summer heat, you can take a dip in Hepatitis Lake, <laughs> uh, which is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so before I go any further, um, let me talk about the beef between Eminem and ICP. Okay. Because I didn't have it written down, but I know what I know what happened. So essentially, um, so. Kid Rock and ICP are also very close. <laughs> of course. Uh, and this started when... Um, We're talking about the fucking white so, trash triumvirate yeah, so right now. So whenever Kid Rock was getting big, ICP was just kind of starting out. Okay. And Kid Rock was having like an album signing or an autograph signing, and Violent J went in and was like just dogging on him. He's like, fuck this dude. Like, come listen to our music, blah, 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 blah. But instead of Kid Rock being like, hey, dude, fuck you, he... he from what I remember reading, he pulls Violet J aside and is like, hey, man, like, I see, like, you're also an yeah. artist. Like, you will have your time. This yeah. is my time right now. Let me enjoy this. Wow. And when you have your time, like, Kid you'll be able Rock. to enjoy it. Yeah. And Violent J was like, you're fucking right. I <laughs> when Kid uh, Rock dropping life lessons yeah, yeah, yeah. on you, you're like, and fucking so, And Violent J after that was like, you know, I spec the fuck out of him. He could have kicked my ass after that. So from my understanding. I'm just going to, wait, wait, just out of curiosity is um oh my god riffraff associated with this crowd i don't at all. think so now that blows my yeah, mind i don't i, think I was just so. like can i just throw out a bunch of these guys names and see if they're friends you know what i mean <laughs> i honestly don't know if riffraff i'll look, look it up yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway so with eminem the reason they were beefing okay is because they grew up in the same area and so um when eminem was first Coming, becoming big, like just released the Slim Shady EP. Yeah, uh, he runs in to ICP somewhere. I don't know where, but they run into each other. And Eminem is like, "Hey, do you guys want to come to my EP release party?" And hands them a flyer. On this flyer, it says Slim Shady EP release party with guest appearances from Kid Rock, um, someone else, and I think it says like I was Kid Rock, fucking. There was another uh, big artist at the time uh, for the area. And then it says, Insane Clown Posse. And in parentheses, it says, Maybe. And He uh, handed this... Okay. Yeah. Um, Dang. And so, Violent J looks up... Straight uh, from Eminem, too. You're yeah, like, excuse yeah. me? <laughs> so, um, uh, who does... It? Oh, so yeah, it says, it said, uh, special appearances from... Uh, I think it said Kid Rock on it as well, but it had ICP, you know, in parentheses, maybe, and it had Isham, parentheses, maybe. Um, and so Violent J looks at them, looks at him, and he's like, uh, you know, he's like, what do you mean, maybe? Like, you haven't asked us, like, you got our fucking name on this flyer. 
uh, and you haven't even talked to us. And Eminem goes, I said maybe. Maybe you'll be there, maybe not. I'm asking you now. And Violent J replies, fuck no, you should have asked us before putting us on this motherfucking flyer, so hell no, we're not coming. And Violent J yeah, walks it away. It says, uh, so I found the thing. It says also invited. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, not, like, the, he's confirmed is, I see ICP on there. Yeah. Kid Rock, what was it? It says, Bly T, WCHB, Trey Black. Was that who you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Trey Black, Goon Squad. Those Something are, like those, yeah, that's the crowd know. that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so after that, the, um, the whole fucking shit pops off. Uh, you know, Eminem starts blowing up. Uh... <sighs> I would not want to beef with Eminem. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> nah, at that time either. Nah. So, um, honestly, the 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 uh, whole fucking <clears throat> beef between ICP and Eminem at the time. Now, ICP did good in their own right, but like that was the wrong person to beef with at the time. Yeah, she was a fucking power. Eminem was a powerhouse, but they start they start dissing each other. Uh, in his, like, Till Hell Freezes Over freestyle, Eminem says, like, you know, fuck ICP, buy my CD, this, that, and the other. ICP then remixes Eminem's hit song, My Name Is, and entitles it Slim Anus. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, um, <laughs> it's and then in the middle of one of Eminem's concert, his phone rings and he answers it and the voice is heard say, hi, this is Violent J from ICP, can I, like, suck your dick? Uh, wow! And in the Marshall Mathers LP, he fucking honestly. So I I listened to both. This was back when I was uh, um, uh, entire when I was super into Juggalo shit. Uh-huh. I listened to Eminem's song from his Mar- Marshall Mathers from his Marshall Mathers LP, and uh, he kind of fucking blows them up. Blows them yeah. up. He's like, yeah, he's like talking about like uh, uh, I don't need D12 to beat up two females who dress up in makeup and might scratch me with clean nails. Slim anus. Damn, damn. right, slim anus because I don't get F's in mine like a two little flaming F, yeah, F slurs. And he's got uh, a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and Dirty then, time. And then Eminem just his ICP all throughout D12's d- debut album Devil's Night, all types of shit. And it's and apparently uh he gets into trouble when he pulled a gun on ICP's road manager, Douglas Dale, later that year. So Eminem's um, with the shits, too. Dude, Eminem, yeah. And so he disses this ICP is kind of amazing. during their Up and Smoke tour where he brought out two blow-up dolls and ICP face paint. ICP responds to this incident a few times later in 2000 with the songs Please Don't Hate Me, Cherry Pie, and My Homie's Baby Mama. Uh, it's Please Don't Hate Me is about Violent J calling Eminem and admitting to sexual intercourse with his mother. While Cherry Pie only had a single line spat from Violent J insulting Eminem's mom, my homie Eminem baby hates mama his mom. was about Shaggy to Shaggy to dope trying to convince Eminem's wife at the time, Kim Mathers, to have sex with him. No, he hates um, Kim. He liked his mom. Never mind. Um, and no, in Eminem. the beginning he hated his mom. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. In 2001, ICP made a major made a major diss to Eminem titled "Nothing But That Bitch," but a bitch thing. Later, at a Juggalo gathering, they had used a blow-up doll of Eminem to act out similar skits. Come on, lame. This Uh, went on forever. Yeah, Eminem made a a few comebacks in 2002 with the song Business. He also made jabs at the group with the songs Monkey See, Monkey Do on his 2003 EP. Uh, Later in 2003, ICP shags you dope and salts Eminem's wife in the song Hard Times by Isham. The feud ended in 2005 when Proof and the rest of D12 played a bowling game with ICP, even Aww. though Eminem wasn't there at the time. In 2009, Eminem made a track called Chemical Imbalance, re- uh, referencing ICP. 
ICP slated that they liked Eminem's 2009 album Relapse, and later in 2013, okay. Eminem made three shout-outs to ICP, stating that he liked their song Miracles, and in 2017, ICP made an appearance on Shade 45. Cool. So they're cool. I'm glad now. they resolved yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, right, I don't yeah. want that kind of tension in the real, Detroit dude. rap community. Is that the end of your no? So, oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so we talked about the gathering. Uh, it started in 2000. It continues to this day. The first gathering of the Juggalos took place in an expo center in Nobe, Michigan, and drew in 7,000 people. It was abruptly stopped on the final night when 30 minutes into ICP's performance, they asked Juggalos to get on stage, causing around 300 people to rush them. That was stage. a mistake. Yeah, the act was shut down. By <laughs> Imagine the working in security for that shit. It and sounds three, like an and, awesome uh, wild time. Those thousand Juggalos. I would just start partying. <laughs> I was like, I bet. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. and at the third gathering, stop a Juggalo army. Uh, at the third gathering. There was a fucking riot because some cop tried to stop a woman from exposing her breastuses, and the crowd wasn't having that nah. shit. They started fighting police, and police ended up tear gassing and pepper spraying the crowd. After best nego- ICP show yeah. I've ever been. Yeah. To. After negotiations with the police, the event was allowed to continue <laughs> after airing out the main stage for thirty minutes. They're like. It wasn't even negotiations. It's like, if you don't let this finish, they're yeah, going to go gonna kill you. <laughs> so Bubba Sparks got booed off stage. Now every time someone gets booed off stage, it's called the Bubba Sparks Award. Also, Tila Tequila's trailer got flipped over by Juggalos. Oh, damn. Do you not remember that? She oh. was on stage. And, like, she, like, was not doing well. And then she, I think she, like, Was this post-concussion? I don't know. This was, like, this was, I forgot which gathering this was, but she, like, took off her shirt and stuff like that uh-huh. and, like, People were like, put your fucking shirt back on. What are you doing? Oh. And started throwing bottles of like piss at her and stuff oh. like that. And then she runs. Why they got those on deck? Dude, and then she runs to her trailer and they flip it over and shit like that. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, that's hell fucked. Dude, uh, after she dented her fucking head during that concussion, she got like, she turned like insane overnight. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And of course, she, Tila, you know, I could have guessed Tila Tequila was at the ICP yeah, shit. You yeah. Know? I could have thrown that out there. Fuck. It was Jamie Presley there? Who fucking knows? I forgot, I, I forgot all about Tila Tequila. Dude, I, we're insane. Yeah. So the tenth gathering of Juggalos, the one that pulled in the largest crowd with around twenty thousand people, from which is a which is fucking wild. Like I said prior, prior, this just be sounding like fun. Like listen to the artists they've had perform over the years. Like these are the artists they've had perform over the years of the gathering. Bone Thugs and Harmony got back together for a special gathering of the Juggalos show. Uh, Ice Cube, Brother Lynch Hung, Power Man 5000, Drowning Pool, Charlie Sheen's oh, been there. Power Man 5000 and Charlie Sheen! 3-6 Mafia, Afro Man, Andrew WK, Guar, Method Man and Red Man, Exhibit, Ghetto Boys, Master P, Cheech and Chong, Static X, Busta Rhymes. Um, they've had some pretty stacked Fuck fucking yeah. lineups, dude. Uh, despite what you see in media and shit, like... A lot of the jugglers I've met are some down ass people. Like I've spent extensive time around them, and I, they've always been. Even as like a young kid, they were always like. I feel like all you've told me is that they sound awesome. They sound like cool people. Like maybe they get a little wild, but like fuck. Uh, there was one dude. Uh, I forgot about this until we started talking about this. So when I was at a uh, juggalo, and I was at an ICP concert when I was a kid. Um, I had very long hair, uh-huh. uh, so I kind of looked like a girl from the back, and this one guy was like, let me in front of him, though, which was cool, cool. so I got to be up front, and then he, like, uh, like grabbed, like, my chest or something like that, and I was like, I'm a dude, and he was like, oh, shit, my bad, <laughs> and I was like, you shouldn't just grab people yeah, like that. So, it like, doesn't matter that I'm a man for yeah, that yeah. assault. Uh, but, my, but nine times out of, like, the, every yeah. subculture or subgenre is going to have their shitty people. But from what I've experienced with, like, 
You know, they might be some fucking scrubby motherfuckers, but, you know, they'll help you out. They'll give you the fucking shirt off your back. Like, yeah. You know, everyone's, you know, there's always... If gonna... I was looking for some help, like, on the streets for a fight, yeah. I'd, I'd go for the job. Yeah, there's like, always... Bro, help me out. Yeah, there's always going to be some shitty people that are going to give them a yeah. bad name, but a lot of the people I've met or fucking are, are impoverished themselves so it would give you their last dollar to make sure you got a meal or something like that. My only related ICP story was when I had to set up a show for them. Yeah. And we were tarping every fucking yeah. electronic. And I mean, we were on ladders yep. in the ceiling covering mm. up wires, dude. But, and, and like, so I know what an ICP show is going to yeah. be like. They're talking about like, I saw videos of the last one and there was like two inches of standing Fago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am honestly dreading working the show. I yeah. don't want to load out sticky fucking soda. Yeah. I know it's diet, but yeah, still yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And because I worked like a Guar show, yeah, dude, Guar. and that loading that out was like one of my least favorite fucking me and, events ever. Me and ever. Bertram after that Guar show because that was my first Guar show I've ever been to. So they soaked me with fucking yeah, fake blood and shit. Gross. Like no, he literally, yeah, yeah. he literally sprayed me for like five <laughs> minutes while he was playing. I was just like, this is great, I guess. And me and Bertram had to clean off the barricade with. A hose that the water pressure on that hose was the biggest joke in Lawrence, Kansas. And it was 30 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. Dude, fuck that shit. Yeah, it was rough. So I was really dreading working this fucking show. And we're setting it up. And then an email comes in. And it comes from the fucking Bones crew. Or from the uh, crew. Yeah. And they say, due to unfortunate Bones, we're not going to be able to play today. I forgot about that. That's it. That's all the explanation we ever found out. unfortunate Bones, they were not able to play today. That is an expression to this day I will slip. I'm like, oh, yeah, due to unfortunate Bones, I couldn't make it. I was like. I totally forgot about that. And I have never felt greater relief in my life when I didn't have to fucking deal with that But I will tell you now, if if you... want to go to a concert where fun. you are going to have like a fucking insane time. I go, wouldn't do it with a new tattoo. Go to an ICP show. Don't wear anything that you in, you like because it's going to get covered in Fago and sweat. Um, and sweat. But it's one not just the Fago that makes it fun. Their stage presence is super good. Yeah, it they sounds have fun. like a whole yeah. like carnival they, setup. Plus, when they, they go. know like their crowd is the, sw- oh, with yeah. them one hundred percent. That'd be well, super last show fun. I went to the Granada that they played. Near the end, they had everybody come up on stage, and it wasn't like they got up on stage and like took off. They fucked around, like yeah. said said what's up That's to everybody, sick. and they went back to the, you know doing nice. whatever. I think I dapped up Violent J and like passing or something nice. like that. I was like, or Shaggy chewed up. I was like, what's up, dude? And he was like, what the fuck is up? And then he sick. went backstage. And I was like, this is tight. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, Those they're moments. they're super down dudes. They know their fan base very well, and like they've. You know, they used to be big pieces of shit, obviously, yeah. you know, with the shit they used to do, but now they've they've grown up a lot. Awesome story. That's probably the most content you've ever had about something. Yeah, it was you like 50 minutes, You really dude. knew your shit about <laughs> Juggalos, and I'm fucking stoked about it. Uh, and, you know, it's cool, because I'm doing the bronies, mm-hmm. and there are actually a remarkable amount of crossovers between these communities. The, the, Not that their bronies are ICP fans, which I, in fact, doubt there's any of the yeah. two. But never know, man. Uh, yeah, true. But the vibes, the community vibes, uh, very similar. Uh, yeah, because the only the only really instance I have with Bronies was being wait. At don't a- do Bronies stories because we'll get to the Bronies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's let, not let anything me- extensive. Okay, it was just the poppy meet and greet. There were some dudes. Oh yeah, some weird motherfuckers yeah. wearing My Little Pony so, t-shirts. The, for those who don't know, you're lucky that yeah. you bought a lot of this. Yeah. Honestly, the My Little Pony community. The uh, has been a thing for a long time, but the bronies were a new development. And yeah. I just I put a note 
like, and you did a good job talking about this too. Obviously, the Brony community has plenty of normal, inclusive, helpful people yeah, yeah. that don't have any weird things. We're just talking about the weird stuff because I don't want to do a podcast about everybody being nice. Normal that's things. Yeah. yeah, we're not here to make fun of anybody. No. We're just looking at weird commu- like I, communities I, yeah. that people would look at and be like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, you know, we didn't make fun of thinking the Titanic is cool. Yeah. We just yeah, thought, yeah. you know, fucking your whole life up over yeah, it is yeah, a little for real. silly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, history. Of the My Little Pony line uh, community. So it started as a toy line back in 1981 called My Pretty Pony. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big pony. It was like a ten and a half inch tall. I think God that's damn. like a half hand if yeah. you're doing horse yeah. measurements. <laughs> and uh, it could wiggle its ears and wink. It wasn't that popular because it's huge and probably a little expensive. So they reintroduced smaller versions in six colors in 1982 and called those My Little Pony. Yeah, That's when they started getting popular. And they expand the toy line all under the same kind of style. And uh, over time, as they change the styles, they get identified as generations. And this was generation yeah. one of the uh, My Little Ponies collection. That's what the collectors call it. There's some TV shows that accompanied them. They're nothing big. Just like one season of like tr- absolute trash media. That's I watched yeah, some of yeah, these. Yeah. It's fucking garbage. And then there's three more generations after that. A couple animated direct-to-video movies. Nothing big. Yeah. Or now we're on Generation 4, which is the start of the Brony era. Back in 2009, when a children's channel called The Hub was rebranding itself, or it rebranded itself as The Hub. Now it's known as the Discovery Family. It's a good thing they, they went away from The Hub, yeah. because what The Hub is now yeah. is a porn site. So. Uh, so they announced a reboot of the series, the My Little Pony series, and it's called My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Sounds fucking great. Ace. Yeah. You know, what could go wrong? The creator... Is Lauren Faust. She did some animations for Iron Giant, but she also did like, um, she did work for Codename Kids Next Door. That's right. And she did almost all of the work for the show and movie of the Powerpuff Girls Love and it. Foster's Home for Magic. Love all Friends. of that. Yeah, all of it. So she's like a legit creator yeah, 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 behind yeah. this, and but she only stays for a couple seasons. So the show starts in 2010, and this article, this critical article, comes out. That's really pearl clutchy about how the fact that this show's even existing and that Lauren Faust is making it is like corporate sellout bullshit. Yeah. Cartoons are ruined, blah fucking blah. This starts getting shared on 4chan a lot. Yeah. And it gets a lot of people to go see the show because they're like, how could you be this outraged about it? Yeah. Is it actually that yeah, bad? Yeah, yeah. And it exposes a lot of people to the show that you wouldn't think, think would, would watch yeah. My Little Pony. Yeah. So after a bit. And I was, like, really big on 4chan in this time. Same. And so, like, uh, B and CO, which is the comic book board, started getting tons and tons and tons of fucking posts about it. And people started commenting, like, guys, this show's, like, actually kind of good. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) oh, man, this might actually be kind of interesting. And uh, it starts getting more and more people watching. Um, Let's see. I'll get through my notes. Um, another interesting thing that I saw was that Hasbro wasn't very aggressive about removing online bootleg content, and because I mean the show didn't fucking matter. The whole point of the show is to sell toys, yeah, yeah. so like whatever. They, just kept, yeah, they didn't really remove it very much, so it got pirated a lot, yeah. and they didn't give a shit. Um, and uh, let's see, Sean Scottolero, operator of Equestria Daily, which we'll come back to, is one of the main fan websites of the show. It attributed the spread of popularity among adults. Um, to, was accelerated by its presence in the online gaming. So all these people on 4chan also <coughs> love video games yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all that shit. 
Um, there was even on, and and this was everywhere. Fortune got really bad. Even the K board, which yeah. is the guns and weapons yeah. board. There's a famous post from then when this guy took a car 98, an old German World War II rifle, painted it fucking blue and silver, and put some goddamn My Little Pony stickers on it, and and people were fucking outraged. That picture is still shared to this oh, day. that's amazing. It was so fucking funny. And, and the boards got so bad that they banned anyone who posted about My Little Pony, eventually just creating a My Little Pony okay. board, MLP, and then they're like, Post there or get fucking banned. Yeah, yeah To yeah. this day, you can still get banned on site in any other board if you post about My Little Pony. That's so tight. Which is super funny. Um, I found a study, like, from a sociological uh, research company, actually, that said that uh, about 15% of the brony community are women. Damn. 15. And 15. It, and it says another 15% estimate being transgender. I don't really know what the overlap is yeah, or if yeah, they're considering yeah. that overlap. Yeah. But it's mostly dudes. The The toy that was famous among seven-year-old girls for 20 years, 30 years, becomes hugely popular among <laughs> men 18 to 35. Jesus Christ. So after it starts getting big, uh, they the community is what really starts taking the show itself off. Yeah. The website I mentioned before, Equestria Daily, would put out all this My Little Pony news as it came out, like yeah. any any sneak peeks, yeah, any yeah. tweets from content creators, but it would also post people's art of, like, of My Little Pony shit. And because of that, people wanted to get on the website, so they'd fucking make better art, and then they'd post better art, and then they became fucking world-class pony <laughs> creators. And uh, that was like this – it kind of drew more of the community yeah. in. Um, I thought what was really interesting about the community is it has this kind of nature of being like a counter-masculinity movement that like revels in subverting gender roles and expectations of men. It's like we're – you know, there's it's kind of cringy, but there's like, oh, look, this guy's in the army, and he's – like my yeah, little pony. Yeah, yeah. Obvi- masculine. Nothing's more straight than the military. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, so it has a pretty diverse fan club, and I and it kind of that is what kind of reminded me of um, ICP, where you'd think because of its presence, it would be this like kind of more toxic yeah. sort of space, but it's sort of anti-toxic. I remember there was a dude in my unit who was a super mega juggalo. He was like an older cat, too. He had this car that had a big hatchet stick on the back, and I always wondered who that belonged to. I was like, I was into that. I remember one time we were training the National Guard in <coughs> California, or we were at NCC or something like that. I can't remember. But uh, I, someone was like, hey, you need to go get so-and-so. He's from a different company. And I was like, all right. So I walked into this bay, and uh, I'm looking for, I was like, I'm looking for Sergeant so-and-so. And uh, they are like, oh, he's over there at the table. And I walk over, and this dude's blaring fucking ICP. He's got a hatchet man tattooed on his arms, and he's playing cards. And I'm like, I'm like, what's up, Sarn? Like, I need uh, so and so needs to come and do this, that, and the other. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll send him over here in a minute. I was like, you like ICP? And he was like, yeah. I Are was you like, serious? I was like, I fucking love ICP, dude. <laughs> um, so as the show goes on further, especially after the creator leaves, the writers start kind of including the community and a little bit pandering to them yeah. more, making, like, more adult allusions to, like, you know, the big Lebowski or shit yeah, that yeah. kids wouldn't understand. And that kind of feeds this community's, honestly, ridiculous sense of entitlement. We'll get to that. 
Um, and that's that's the history of the Brony. It's how we got to where we were. The, okay. the Brorigin story. Yeah, yeah the Brorigin story. <sighs> I, I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not as good. It's harder to do all the sick puns as the furries. You know, they have really nailed it. They do. Um, and so that's that's you know the history of the Brony. Like you do the history of your shit. I'm gonna <laughs> now just kind of talk about some of their gatherings, yeah, and exploits, yeah. and drama. So the big thing about Bronies is the BronyCon and. Um, it starts in New York, and they do a kind of a clever thing. The NY, the NYC yeah. of the is being capitalized in BronyCon. I, th- I was like, hey, that's kind that's of that's right, yeah. Um, the, it's literally starts as a four chan meetup of thirty oh, okay. people, like in somewhere in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the first real BronyCon they had indoors had a hundred people. Yeah. So they go to the second time. They have it next year. They get a supervising director of the show as a guest. Nice. 300 people show up. Hell yeah. Okay. It's 2012. So now in 2013, they get three voice actresses, and it's 700 people. And it's, it's kind of getting big, growing. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, By the seventh BronyCon in 2015, the seventh, because the show goes on for nine years. Yeah. Uh, it has over 10,000 people visiting. Damn. With another 3,000 streaming in. That's crazy. Uh, they And they had hell of fucking guests at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, And the Baltimore Tourism Board estimated that the convention brought in over $5 million locally. God, I was damn. like, yeah, the brownies are fucking bringing in the money. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, so, um, I wanted to... I was hoping that it would be like the furry con thing where I could find a lot of drama. Yeah. No. Pretty mild-mannered They're honestly people. pretty chill. Okay. So, like, it's, it's super chill. Everyone just kind of wears pony shit, pony shirts... Carries huge plushes around. It's like a big con. They sell probably just a few thousand different yeah, furry yeah, yeah. or um, brony pi- body pillows. Yeah, That's yeah. a big thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're doing okay. Yeah. The, the plushes are actually an integral part of brony so culture. So I, I remember seeing uh, a, my, a brony, a My Little Pony plush that was like life-size, like $500. So... There, a lot of them were handmade. I mean, pretty much all of them. Yeah, are. they're all and, made and to like order. Like you said, yeah. could even be huge. Yeah, like the size of yeah. a small fucking pony. And the, the they cost a fortune, and so they developed this like flex clout culture around having plushes, which I'm like, awesome. Oh, you know, I have a life awesome. size Rainbow Dash. Get Ooh, fucked, loser. <laughs> wow, nice shitty Pakistani <laughs> stitching fucking <laughs> Twilight Dash or what yeah. the fuck ever. Um. So they have the cons all day, and they kind of split it up uh, as the show goes on where they, like, keep a certain age out. Yeah. Because they start obviously. to develop kind of a weird community. We'll yeah. get to that. Uh, but even at night, they'll have raves. Okay. And the raves will be DJed by musicians who make dubstep mixes of brony memes nice nice and they become horse famous is yeah. what it's called within the community oh so like God. these people i was watching the raves because I, I couldn't help myself like yeah, yeah, yeah these people are like full stage presence i'm killing it and they are really and truly and literally only famous with the people in that room <laughs> there is no one outside of the world who would recognize this dude uh, but like they're going nuts, honestly. It's kind of wild, and and this shit is at the Hilton. Like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I know. I, imagine working this fucking show. Dude, oh my uh, god! Someone at the Hilton's like, yeah, there's a, a Brony Con. I saw a post that um on TikTok that was like, my mom's staying in a hotel where a furry convention is happening. 
And she texted me and said, "Who? Which mascot is this?" And sent me a picture of her sitting next to a furry. Uh, she thought they were like sports mascots. <laughs> You're like, oh god, mom. <laughs> um, and that's that's just like how the official BronyCon goes. It's it's over. It did nine years, and they did the smart thing. The show went from for nine seasons. They kind of saw the writing on the wall. It dipped a little bit, yeah. but by the last season. In the last Brody Con, it yeah. had its record attendance. Yeah, but they were like, "We're just gonna stop while we're at yeah, our height." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they kind of read the writing on the wall. Yeah, good show. It was a good way to do. They did a yeah. yeah they honestly did a great job. Um, the it's over, but there are a lot of other conventions going on. There were I found nine last year. Really, during the pandemic, during there the were pandemic. nine Brony Cons. I was Damn. like, and not all of them are huge, yeah, but not all of them are small. small. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a a pretty big, you know, part of their thing yeah, is still yeah. kind of going on. That being said, the consensus seems to be, especially with the show being over, and really as the show was getting into its later seasons, the Brony community is not at the strength yeah. that it used to be. Yeah. It's, it's a much more rare the phenomenon force now. now. I've seen recently posts on, like, After the Loop or No Stupid Questions on Reddit of, like, where are the Bronies? Yeah, where'd you they know? go? Yeah. And because it's funny because, like, you kind of just got the feeling because they were so everywhere yeah, during yeah. all of the internet that yeah. you're like, this is the internet now. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Be fucking bronies. It, it's not. It's not. Um, so the next uh, entire page of my notes dedicated out of the four that I've written is, is titled The Weird Sex Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, you just can't avoid it. True. Unfortunately, true. you pretty much can't look up brony art without seeing, seeing something brony porn. Yeah, I know. I remember I used to read fanfics on my TikTok lives, and we would read My Little Pony fanfics, and they they got a little rough in there sometimes. Get saucy. <coughs> Sorry, I was even censoring myself for You're one. Have to pay ninety bucks to cut that. I know for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to pay. Uh, I used to read fanfics on my TikTok lives, and I was reading. Uh, my Little Pony fanfic. I was even censoring myself, and I got banned still. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, it, it It is kind of... It, it really grew on the community. Yeah. Um, the arts... Like, these art community that I talked about starts getting, like, with these big anime eyes, a little waifu. You I, know? I've heard... A little kawaii. I've heard of people... Like, I've talked to some people who are like, yeah, I make, like, $900 a month yeah drawing furry my little pony it's like specifically my little pony shit yeah Yeah. um my little pony art is called clop yeah um and if you know like how when you're jerking off you write on the internet it's called fap yeah yeah, yeah, if you're jerking off to my little pony art it's called clopping you're clopping (sighs) i had to learn my google search history is so fucked up google's like man for a guy who read a lot about Planes. This is kind yeah. of a weird term. What happened to the World War Two stuff? <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, you cannot avoid this art, and because of this, the furry community becomes deeply involved. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it actually kind of takes a while within the community for this to even be okay. Like, for a long time, you couldn't even sell sexy body pillows at Bernie yeah, Cons because yeah, yeah. they're a bunch of prudes. You yeah. had to do under-the-table deals, yeah. sell your fucking illicit Bernie Con furry pillows. I'm an underground <laughs> Bernie furry art dealer. Art dealer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and kind of by, like, season seven or six... The community is kind of just furries. Yeah, yeah, it being yeah. Advanced just becomes a proxy of the furry community. Not every furry is a brony, but I every write brony this. is a furry. I wrote, here's how this breaks down. <laughs> Not all furries are bronies. Not all bronies are furries. 
but most bronies are furries. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of brony yeah, furries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, there's the tying of your sexual identity to which of the preferred ponies. Yeah, uh, of, of course, your favorite there are, of which there's only six. So yeah, big drama within the uh, pony sex community is uh, this web comic that was made by a super fan. Um, it's called the web comic is called Princess Molestia. Which isn't the best. Um, there's okay. two characters. You should know. There's two characters in the show called Princess Celestia and Princess Luna. In the comic, they're called Princess Molestia and Gamer Luna. I, I, not a good sign. Holy shit! It takes a while. The, the the characters that they have, they incorporate the original character personas yeah, yeah, yeah. to some degree, but they exist in a separate universe. Yeah, yeah. They because that has to be addressed specifically yeah. often. Yeah, I will yeah, get yeah. to that. But like, you can't. If you're making art, uh, pony content, like you have to acknowledge, are you in the art? Is this the canon? You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that matters to people's yeah. mostly sexual identities. Um, and it gets pretty popular. It sounds like from my description, it sounds like it'd be smut, but it's all very suggestive art. Like, there's one where Princess Molestia. I can't believe I'm saying this so many times <laughs> yeah. in my life, even. But uh, she is like jerking off in a room and then someone else is there and you don't see her jerking off but you see the like clop clop yeah. noise animation yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like basically after a while it gets pretty clear that um the character shtick is a lack of consent okay which that's not, not cool good. at all that's no terrible so and this is around 2015 so we're five seasons in the show and okay. the tumblr of 4chan war is at its height like this is the yeah, peak yeah, of yeah. the social justice warriors versus the now Edge forming alt-right yeah, pipeline yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um this not PC webcomic becomes a classic internet flashpoint, yeah. and everybody picks their sides, right? And, and you know, fucking very compelling points to yeah. not be for it. Yeah, I really yeah. didn't see any Absolutely. good arguments. But the 4chan bronies obviously stand behind it because they're dirty degenerates yeah. who are jerking off to non-consensual pornography. Yeah, because they're horrible. Yeah. So there's this Tumblr user named Viking Lumberjack. She picks. She stands with the Channers. She's for. She's for the terrible yeah, comic, yeah, yeah. right? And it gets discovered through an intense docs campaign from the anti-comic group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find her address. And then her mom finds out that this whole thing is going on. Because this is like a, a less than 18-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, By getting a fucking package full of knives on her doorstep, telling her she should kill her daughter with it, and then herself. Okay, nice. That's what the pony community <laughs> is doing over this. And like, wait, 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 wait. The the pony community, or was it? The... This is the pro pony anti comic community that sent this mail. Pro because the anti-comic. the Tumblr four channer, the Tumblr person that got this mail is pro this comic that's not PC. Okay, but the she's four basically channers... like a turncoat for this. So, yeah, the, so yeah. the four channers are the ones for the comic. Tumblr yes. bronies are not for the comic. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I Duh. Thought I meant... <laughs> yeah. So I thought. Can't that... follow all this. <laughs> I thought that. Uh, I thought that the Tumblr was not bronies. I thought it was just Tumblr being Tumblr. I didn't know it was the brony community within and, and Tumblr. And that's the thing because of how this war is playing out. It is both. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. just trying to describe the ones okay, specifically so that's, related. That's what to I was the... confused. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was the four channer bronies. He's sending her that, not the uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so cool. that gets figured. Let's so see, he gets the fucking package. Shit gets starting even dicier. The, somehow, the internet finds out that her father is an immigrant and he had fled his country, his home country, because he was used for slave labor. Yeah, 
and an investigation is open for his fucking residential status oh because my of God. this shit. Dude, and the family has to pay, like, a fortune in legal fees to defend this thing. Oh, my God. And um, at this point, fucking finally, Hasbro steps in and they shut the site down. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. And I'm like... Good God. Yeah. This is nuts. Dude, and can like, you imagine, like, being another that, judge case? That <laughs> girl's parents, no. too, being like, being like, okay, so we were good, and then you started a fight about horses on the internet that don't exist. Yes. And then now your dad might be And you're be also on the, like, worst side of yeah, this, yeah, you yeah, disgusting yeah, child. Yeah, you're not even on the way, like, the good fight. No. Like, you are the wrong. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, imagine, I like, Imagine the fucking ICE yeah. prosecutor telling the judge how they got the evidence yeah. from a Tumblr post yeah. <laughs> from a fucking internet crusade, oh my dude. God, it's dude. insanity. That's bananas. So that's just like, that's a little peek into yeah, the yeah. depravity of the brony sexual community. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Um, so, the, but that is not typical of the brony yeah, drama. Yeah, and, yeah. and what I have is a story about really what brony drama looks like. Yeah. And and this is the shit that, like, this is what they're outraged about on the internet. Yeah. This is how they mobilize. This is what they were upset about. Um, the best example of this I found is a show called Equestria Girls. The original series, like I said, um, did not last very long. Okay. So when they made Friendship is Magic, they were like... We're only going to do this for three seasons. Yeah, and they yeah, plan yeah. and and Lauren Faust is already gone. They planned for it to be the finale at three. But the Bronies get on it. It gets super popular, and Hasbro's like, I mean, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> run it, <laughs> fuck keep it. running it a little so, bit. So uh, they do decide to milk it and keep the show going. Of course, of course. In comes Equestria Girls. This is a spinoff series. It starts with a 73-minute movie, also three movie sequels. But it becomes a show. Okay. Okay. It's an alternate version, and that's important, as I have discussed. It's an alternate version. Oh, my God, a donut glaze on my fucking <laughs> – in my elbow you nook. Fuck I'm it. disgusting. <laughs> um, the uh, – yeah, it's it's an alternate version of the world Equestria, which is the world that Friendship and yeah, Magic yeah, yeah. is in, um, that looks like modern Earth, but it is accessed by the character Twilight through a magical mirror in the Equestria universe. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's not it's not supposed to be canon, right? Okay. It's supposed to be yeah, this yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. alternate universe. That's how they introduce it. The – except in the alternate universe, they're not ponies. They are people, which I'm like, what? what's going on? Hasbro's like, we need to sell more merch. Let's make – People? people? Yeah, just, whoops, just regular people? What are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, so they they have the colors and personalities yeah. of the characters that they're supposed to represent from the Equestria world. Yeah. Um, My take on this, looking at the character design, was Hasbro was like, let's make human versions of this that look still a little sexualized. Yeah, yeah. And we'll try to steer the fan base away from the weird furry yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they can start they're making like, yeah, art look, about make people. porn about normal people. Yeah, but they're like, no. No, 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 no. no. It, it does not work. The show is actually not well received at all, and a lot of people think it's a shame that the show is fucked because Lauren Faust left. Um... I will say that were I a dedicated fan of the My Little Pony series, yeah. I'd be pretty pissed yeah. if the show just became about people. I wonder how, like, when they brought new writers on or new uh, uh, art illustrators. Creators, yeah. What, so, because there's a story about the guy who created, um, uh, what's that Disney show? Jake the in the Hidden Dragon or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So there's a story where the the illustrator for that show is sat down by some executives and 
Um, I don't know. That, that, oh, I think I know. Where I don't you're think going it was a Disney show, story. but so they sit this guy down and they show him the art illustrations yes. of porn illustrations of Kim Possible, and they say, "Don't do this." No, 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 no. They say this is going to be. What, oh. This is what's going to happen to your art, and you need to be okay with that. If you wow. don't, if you don't want to move on, we understand. But this is going to happen to your art, <gasps> and people are going to make this. Are you okay with that? Because. You can't imagine browse. being an executive at Disney and you have a Manila envelope full, full of, Kim, of Possible Kim Possible getting her porn. ass filled. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude it's, it's, They're it's, like, this is why I got a bachelor's degree in business yeah. right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Because you know Kim Possible was like one of the biggest things. And sexiest. Like, you can't. You yeah, God. You cannot go to I like. Shigo was the hottest. Yeah. Character you the can't show. go to like a a, a art based like porn subreddit without seeing Kim Possible Very porn. true. It's and it's weird how much Kim Possible took off of that, but I thought that was crazy that they acknowledged that and the, the creator of Jake and the Hidden Dragon or whatever was sat down and they were like, yeah. this is going to happen. You need to be okay with it. My favorite with this part show. about that because you know Disney is one of the, no, it is the biggest media corporation oh, that has yeah. ever existed. They're a monopoly. And they had a whole fucking series of of initiatives and HR meetings where they're like, how will we discuss with our new content creators after the last one left about the ass filling yeah, of their yeah. character? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and, and you know, they had a whole legal team pour over. The legal liabilities are showing them this disgusting pornography. It is very funny that we brought Disney up because you know that the Insane Clown Posse used to be under Disney's record no. label. Yes. The Insane Clown wow. Posse used to be a Disney record label. And one of the, so they were, I forgot what album they were releasing, but they were, Disney basically kicked it back and was like, here are the songs that we think are too, um, you know, too violent or whatever. You need oh, a yeah. censor some of it, blah, 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 blah. Holiday, Hollywood Records was the Disney yeah, subsidiary. So at yeah. the time, uh, Disney was in under fire from like local church groups about something not being like fa they're not being family oriented enough uh probably some magic it well, yeah it was fucking so, i whatever. forgot what it was it should say it in some article but to in order to like do damage control they started they they like kicked icp's record back and yeah they, they, they sucked all the albums yeah, back. yeah they took all the albums off the shelves and stuff like that and made them censor their shit and icp was like we don't want to do that because that's not what we're about blah 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 blah, blah. but that's the, i forgot i totally forgot that part where icp was yeah part that's of huge Disney's record label <laughs> hey welcome yeah. to disney channel uh, yeah. i'm violent jay <laughs> welcome to disney channel motherfuckers i'm violent jay <laughs> 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 yeah, that is that's a great tidbit, honestly, about yeah, that's, the that's comics crazy. being laid in front yeah. of them. And I want to know who set that rule. Who who was the one who left after they didn't know their art was going to turn that? And they're yeah. like, we can't do this. Yeah, we again. got we, we got to make sure know. they're they know that this is going so, to happen. So all that shit about Equestria Girls isn't yeah. even the drama yet. Oh god, I'm just giving you a little bit of backstory. Yeah, um, the it's a long episode. It is. <laughs> we got a lot to talk yeah, about. We do. We do. Uh, the drama at hand. Is about a new a character in the show called Flash Sentry. Okay, he's a cool dude, sick blue hair. Nice. Uh, people aren't excited that he even exists. Okay, simply cool. just seeing him in the teaser material causes outrage to just because he's a guy. I'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, 
he's supposed to be a character Sunset Shimmer's ex-boyfriend. Oh. But he takes an interest in Twilight Sparkle. Oh, okay. What am I doing in my fucking <laughs> life? I have a fucking bachelor's in mechanical <laughs> engineering right now. Um, <laughs> the main character of the show is Twilight Sparkle. I should, I guess, uh, hold on. Twi- let's see. Uh, man. Champ. I didn't even say all the ponies. It didn't really matter for my research, yeah. but I'm like, maybe I'll just rattle them off real quick uh, so I can tell you guys in case that comes Ooh, up. Oh, my God. Big dude. stretch. And she had the back leg vibrate. Dude, yeah. That's a legit stretch. Okay. <laughs> we got Twilight Sparkle, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, Pl- Princess Celestia, Applejack, Rainbow Dash. Twilight Sparkle and Rainbow Dash are probably the most popular yeah, yeah. as far as I've seen. And a lot of people don't seem to like Pinkie Pie. I didn't get into why because I actually spent an insane amount of time de- de- delving into this brony culture. And I was afraid I wasn't going to come out. Really? They didn't <laughs> like Pinkie Pie. I feel like... From what I've seen, yeah, like uh, Rainbow Dash and Applejack or and, or Twilight Sparkle are the big ones. I know Applejack's the third. Yeah, place. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like we're talking about this with enough knowledge, just because it's diffused through the internet so oh, much. Oh yeah, like, I know. We couldn't stay I, away everything from this. I've heard. I know about My Little Pony. I've no, I've learned against my will. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, and, God, and, yes. Yeah, and like reading the My Little Pony fanfics and my TikTok lives, I I was just like, oh my God, this is. So yeah, um, the Flash Century is um, it takes an interest in Twilight Sparkle, and people don't like this because Twilight Sparkle has never had a romantic yeah, uh, plotline, yeah. and the fans think it's kind of basic, basically, to introduce this element to the show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, I can I I can sympathize with that. I yeah. agree. You don't need to put a fucking love line in every goddamn story. Yeah, it's super true, lame. True, but we'll true. get to why this is a little fucked up. So 4chan gets involved. Of course. And, as they do. And has any story gone well after I said no, something no, like that? No, yeah. No, 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 There's a not. leak about the show f- showing what Twilight Sparkle would look like as a human. And they only show this male character. They don't identify who it is. Yeah. So basically everyone can see Twilight's character and they're like, that's Twilight. Yeah. Because of how yeah. they're supposed to look. But this is a new human. And they're like, who the fuck is this? 4chan insult community immediately identifies him as Brad reveling in the bitterness of this community yeah he's it's co-opted by the insoles they use brad as a personification of the chads who always steal their women yeah yeah, yeah. as as the show as more details come out they get extra mad because they find out that flash is captain of the royal guard which really fits in with that high school jock taking your lady story i I was like this is too hilarious this is great there i wanted to post i was i couldn't read it i couldn't even read it there there was a an amazing uh, copy pasta about Brad. He's like, "What up? I'm here to steal your bitch." Yeah. And he uses a lot of slurs, so I was yeah. like, "You're not gonna let me read this yeah, on the show." Uh, no. You should look it up. It is pretty funny. It's, um, it, what is it? A, it, it what, what do I look up? Flash Century copy pasta. Flash. Or? Yeah. Do or no. You do Brad Century because that's what they start calling them. Brad Century, Century copy, copy pasta. pasta. Let me see, and I'll look through my sources to see um, if I can. Uh, uh, oh, actually, here I think I can find it real quick. Uh, but anyway, so. Yeah, and I really like that element of, like, oh, here it is. Yeah, I got you. I'll send it over Facebook. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's like, hey, horse fuckers, my name is Brad (laughs) Shining Armor, and I hate every single one of you, you know? Yeah, that's That's the kind of the vibe of it. Good God. Um, I'll send it. uh, I guess I'll send it over Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they take their bitterness to Twitter, and Megan McCarthy, a writer for the original show, the spinoff movie, and the new show – assures the fans that it'll be okay. And okay. she's like, nah, 
Don't worry. He's not going to steal your bitch. Uh, yeah, she doesn't yeah. say exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, basically the equivalent of that. So they don't really get assurance of this being true for a long time. So over time, um, a meme develops within the uh, My Little Pony community about uh, Megan lying. They call it Megan lied. Okay. And uh, something I forgot to mention is the My Little Pony community is famous for rapid insular memes. There will be there was this thing where at Brony Cons, people by like the third day of the con would be wearing costumes related to memes related that, that were created on day one oh of the Brony God. Con. Yeah, Man, that's crazy. Like there was an example of like a lamp that had like burnt out and lit on fire during one of yeah. them, and someone had a T-shirt with it Jesus on it by the third Christ. day. Yeah, so like they are just rapid memes. Yeah, and, they- and the other thing that made me think of the Juggalos was at shows. If someone says something that works, they'll chant it. Yeah, immediately. Absolutely. They yeah, always yeah, chant yeah. it. There's 100%. this thing where he was like, the, they had to split up the crowd in different rooms, and so there was like a little delay of response. Yeah. So like the guy was talking, and then you'd hear three seconds later the laugh <laughs> in that room, and then he's like, "Hell yeah!" To the back room, and then the crowd goes back room, back room. <laughs> you know, just like like immediately like that. <clears throat> it actually makes the dude tear up because it's like the last Brony Con. Yeah. And like they always did that stuff. That's I thought so it was tight. a nice little That's moment. Very yeah. Nice, yeah. So. The fans try to not worry, although they do think Megan is a liar, until it becomes season four, episode 11 of Friendship is Magic, when Flash's Horsona appears in the show. Ooh. This is fucked up. Yeah. Because we were assured that this is not canon. Yeah. This is yeah, outside. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to be, they're going to be divergent storylines. But now that Flash exists in the fucking thing, yeah. he's going to come for our bitch. He's going to yeah. take Twilight Sparkles, yeah. but as a horse, not even as a person. And that confirms uh, EG, or EQJ as canon, and they're furious about it. I found this YouTube video of a live chat reaction as they were watching the show air, and the fucking second... Dude, it was nuts. Like, it is the nanosecond that Flash appears. You see 200 people at the same time go, Flash! Flash, no! Like, and then for the rest of the fucking episode, even though he's not in it, people are just bitching over and over like fucking Flash is here. There's some 4chan threads I found where like the reaction was live and they're just like furious. He... He doesn't say anything in this episode. He simply appears in the back. This is amazing. And they're still furious. Um... And uh, by now, because the furry transfusion has really taken off at this point, yeah, yeah, uh, he becomes referred to as the waifu stealer because he's moving in on their bitch. Jesus they're, Christ. Their body dude, pillows. Yeah. Uh, the fan base is furious with McCarthy, and they take to quit Twitter again, calling her a liar. They make a meme out of it. You know, she tries to defend herself, throws the fucking animation director under the bus, and okay, she nice. was like, he insisted on having it in there, <laughs> which I was like, you bitch. You Come also, on. But you guys should have known that that oh, was. They, dude, she had a meme about how she was a liar because of this. Yeah. And I'm like, you have to understand that you're like, safety almost yeah, is on the yeah, line yeah, if this yeah. doesn't go right. You tell that animation director to shove it up his ass. You're literally. Or like, not put you, you're, Brad. <laughs> your literal physical well-being is on the line for this. No, and dude, we got to put, put him in, put there. It in dude. Nope, nope. <laughs> he has to simply be in the background and not speak. I just Googled Flash Century, and some of the pictures that come up on the Google images is, uh, there are a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to look at here. And, and I love the Brad Century and Chad Century aspect of it. I yeah, think that's oh yeah, so fucking funny. Absolutely hilarious. Um, so she tries to defend herself. It doesn't matter because in the finality of that season of uh, Friendship is Magic, not Equestria Girls, he's back. 
and he fucking has a speaking line. Oh. He says words <laughs> in the fucking episode. Oh my god! And um, uh, they show is. Uh, they don't really, they're not really happy about that, the no, fan base. Yeah, I, um, they weren't happy about just seeing him. I can do. Oh, once my. he speaks, well, let me see. What am I oh. looking at here? Oh, God, it's, dude. That's not, I don't, that's just we won't describe it for yeah, the podcast. We You're welcome. We just at. Uh, don't Google it. Yeah, don't You Google. simply cannot avoid it. You, Google you Safe you Search cannot, can't stop you. You cannot Google Flash Century. I never finding. had, in all those captures that I've done, I've never had identify the drawn horse genitals. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think yeah. Google Safe Search is going to be able to blast out all of the honestly, pony cum that's going to show up in yeah. your image searches. Um, So, like I said, the show is really responding to the fan base, and plus they bully the creators on the internet. Naturally, naturally. And uh, so they bend to their wishes, and they actually never end up even making the couple official <laughs> in either Friendship is Magic or Equestria Girls. Good. Which, because Twilight's an independent woman. She doesn't need yeah, she doesn't Brad need Century Brad in her Century life. at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that is kind of the end of my write-up. So, like, in my research, I found... Most of the drama in the community is truly about the content of the show. Yeah. And a ton of it is about shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who dates who, who dates yeah, who, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They are fucking furious about it. A lot of their sexual identities are tied to who's going to get paired with who. You know, who the, you know, Applejack and Pink Flurry are supposed to be the best ones yeah, together. Yeah, but yeah. They, whatever. Who fucking knows? And, that re- and like, to the My Little Pony crowd's credit, I think, like you said... Like about the Juggalos, they do offer a respite for a community that feels like it's shit on by the rest of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this case, that I really do think a good portion of the beginning of the community become is the, the, like a autistic or intellectually divergent community because of how much of them are represented on like the internet yeah, and 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But over a while, that feeling of this is a new community is. Uh, the furries because the yeah. furries are famously agreed. Yeah, they yeah, know yeah. all about yeah, yeah, people yeah. not thinking that they're cool. Which yeah. you know, I don't know. It's not fair. I don't think that's yeah, fair. It's not fair. And, no. and like, I wanted to try to find some dirt, some drama. Like, haha, you know, look how crazy this is. And I, I really couldn't find a lot. The it's, brony community it's also is one pretty of those, legit. It's also one of those things where it's like. People don't necessarily understand. Oh, dude, don't get your cat and my cat into vaping. Hold on, take a picture. That's of this. hilarious. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> um, but uh, and I, it's one of those things where it's like, it's very out there and outlandish. People don't like at first glance, you're not gonna understand it. Someone dressing up in a fursuit or whatever. So immediately they're gonna be like, "You're fucking weird." Yeah, and, and you know maybe. Some of those people are weird, but like I'm fucking weird. So I was I was saying. To my girlfriend while we were... Because, so, I, I ended up being fascinated by this. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I didn't watch, I skipped through, but watched a decent portion of two documentaries about this. Yeah, They're yeah, not yeah. good. Okay. There's one, like, uh, let me look it up. There was, uh, there's two of them, and they both have separate problems that make them not very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, one was called The Extremely Unexpected Adult Fans of My Little Pony. That's yeah. produced by this guy who voiced a villain in two episodes of this show, and who becomes this, like, weird... He's just excited to be horse famous, basically, so he kind of, like, co-ops this to make this documentary. And it's funny because if you read the reviews, normal people who watch documentaries and are capable of viewing things critically are like, this doesn't offer an amazing perspective of the community. It's just straight-up 
just one aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other side of the community is bronies who well no there's that kind of three parts yeah. some of the bronies watch it and they're like that was awesome we look amazing i love this documentary other parts don't like the bronies being shown like the documentary tries really hard to portray him in a positive light yeah, yeah, yeah but these guys are still like i don't like how they showed us and i was like come on man what are they what i think you kind of got to think about what yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah. at this point uh and then the other documentary was a brony tale uh that one was they, they take this weird shitty like mental health angle that's meaningless really it, 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 yeah okay. they're like it's basically a show for autistic people that trains them how to be a good person and i'm like good god what? Oh. it was awful you, awful you so, need to train I, uh, okay yeah you know and like you could you could understand if you were like taking a very shallow surface level of yeah. like a lot of the people say their support from the show comes from its depiction of like positive yeah, traits yeah, but yeah. i'm like that's come on fuck so i actually and then i ended up watching and this was after all my research was done, and I just wanted to watch more. This 72-minute video okay. by Jenny Nicholson okay. on Bronies. I think it was called The Last Pony Con. Yeah. And she was actually horse famous at one point, and she has awesome perspective on it. And it turns out to be – it's, like, probably the best overall depiction of the community as a whole. Really? How they are, like, not an inherently gross or bad thing, yeah. but they do have weird shady elements – and it's it's really good. I I highly recommend it. If if this didn't scratch an itch for you enough, go check out Jenny Nicholson's video. Okay, because okay. it's it's awesome. And yeah. I know seventy two minutes about Brony sounds long, but she does a great job of splitting it up. Okay, I ended up and then later right after just throwing it out there, I watched her review all fourteen uh, Land Before Time movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. She's amazing. That sounds hilarious, <laughs> honestly. So I yeah, that's that's time. the Bronies, dude. I I. I ended up being like, damn, I think they're kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I had a really bad look on them because of my exposure to them through Reddit and yeah, 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, once I saw what what they were it's, and identified that they kind of just accepted that yeah, they're furries, yeah. I was like, okay. It's super easy to shit on bronies and furries because, one, you probably don't fully understand it, which, I, you know, we just did research about it, and I still don't fully understand no. it. And, you know, and, you know, I... I think the craftsmanship that goes into fursuits and stuff like that is fucking top tier, dude. Like, that shit and is insane. All, and those craftsmen made a bunch of incredible work for yes. the My Little Pony stuff, Absolutely. too. Yeah, and there so... Was, there was this one where, during, like, one or two brony cons, this person sold these hats that, like, had little ears on them. And for the rest of the brony cons, those were there. Like, really? everybody Dude, wore that's awesome. Like, for years yeah, and years. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. That's, you uh, know? that's hella cool. I know. And to be that artist and see your work be, like, appreciated uh, yeah, exactly. for years to come. Yeah. Bronies and furries and jugglos, you're all cool Dude, in the snacks community. Honestly, Dude, you're, yeah. Like, you're all vibes. Like, I, yeah. I do Although, the, furry con, yeah, I was... Fuck that, that was one. Rain that was, was one bad. for <laughs> yeah. for a con. So rain first was a, an anomaly that doesn't usually happen. The like diaper a, band, it's a weird guy yeah, too. Yeah, but the, otherwise, like Nakacon here in Overland Park, there's a bunch of furries that go to it, and they're all in like I, you know, I, I sometimes I'll post I'll post like a group photo of them and be like, every day we stray further from God, yeah. just to joke around. But like, there's some of genuinely the nicest people I've they, ever yeah. met. they're fucking and great they, people. They're they're aggressively inclusive. Yeah, because they're oh, yeah, used yeah, yeah, to yeah. being this agreed. Yeah, they know what it identified feels like. on first sight, like yeah. a you know prejudice yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. so great. fucking furries, bronies, juggalos, you're all fucking this cool episode, in our book. In honor of them. Is being titled Juggalonies. Yeah, Juggalonies, dude. Because they um, ended up being so much more similar than I could have imagined, yeah. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I love that. Who knew? And the- also, 
more different from the Titanic community than I ever could Dude, have possibly imagined. Yeah, you would imagined. think the Titanic community would be like really cool and like no. uh, very laid back, <laughs> but no, it's the Juggalos, Bronies, and Furries that are the coolest, man. Fucking uh, a. So we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, we're at like an hour and thirty minutes. I don't know what we're covering next. No, I think and I'm we doing, almost never figured. I think it out. I might be oh, doing you're gonna K-pop, do K-pop stands, yeah. uh, which are a force to be reckoned with. They truly are. Um, and then whatever Goose figures out, I was we'll... I was thinking about like potentially getting into the hyper war historians on the internet. Okay, they that's, are yeah, hilarious. Yeah, they are insane. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for stopping by. If you want to write us, you can at snackspacksmail at gmail dot com. We will respond to your emails and read them here live. So just fucking email us. Please. Uh, Please. But, yeah, we'll see you next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourselves. Love you so much. Bye-bye.